All right, everybody. This is the Rocker Mike and Rob Present Show. Uh, welcome back. And we have a special guest on today. Uh, actually, two special guests, a mom and a daughter. And uh, the mom's name is Diana Firefly. And the daughter is Brittany Sellers. And they are involved in a new film project, an animated film project called Dagon Troll World Chronicles. Very interesting. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about how this all is coming about. Um, there's some interesting voices involved with this animated project. So welcome, Diana, and welcome, Welcome, Britt. guys. Today? This is great. Yeah, we're doing great. Cool, cool. Rob, you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So, um, uh, you know, when I heard about this and I, I read the... Uh, the actual kind of plot of this 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 animated feature here it's fascinating but uh before i get into all that i mean how long have you been getting into animation diana how long has that been what you've been doing you were yeah, a graphic designer um, right? i was living in orlando and um i've always been interested in art and i've always been interested in movies and i've had a uh, fascination with black and white noir films for a long time so we kind of combined our love for noir with our uh, screenwriting of characters, and we love fantasy. My daughter and I both are fantasy nerds, so that's kind of our genre is the nerd scene. <laughs> Those are our people. So uh, we right. combined all our talent and money and <laughs> a lot of people. We have a really young team of very fresh, uh, talented people globally from all over the world and we got together and we opened this studio right. we've been going now for almost five years okay now what have you put out in these five years so maybe we okay can we've got one out. comic book which is called antropolis and it's ready for market we've produced it it's just about ready to go on market and we've written another comic book called mutant wars and we're doing an audio book right now with mm -hmm. some big stars. We've got Kirk Thatcher in there. And um, we've got Jules Seeger from Thor. And we've got um, a lot of a lot of wow. really good actors. And then we've almost finished Dig on Troll World Chronicles, which should be finished by the end of this year. And of course we've got the fabulous Tim Curry in this. And we're really proud of that. And then we've yes. got an anime, which is Japanese, and it's called Mango Mango. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be hopefully, yeah, it's going to be hopefully okay. out in, in about three or four years. So, uh, but we we kind of call ourselves the studio of the stars because we like to have a lot of famous faces in our films and their voices. We've got Mark Silverman. He's from Disney. He's a Hau Miyazaki voice he's in a lot of disney projects and then we of course have bryce pappenbrook and he's funimation uh, attack on titan he also plays rin and blue exorcist and he's in the you know, current anime um, popular show uh, demon slayer and he's awesome in all of these he's also in several video games he's just everywhere and he's in Horizon. He's in Horizon Zero Dawn. He's he's just a great guy, and we're like we were so happy to have him sign on, and he did a great job. And he, he plays the character Gallows, which is a uh, 
gangster troll mm -hmm. who is the love interest of and <laughs> it gets complicated but it's it's really sexy it's really awesome Awesome. You also have uh, Emily O'Brien, known from the soap opera. The, yeah, the rest. she's wonderful, and we met her uh, about two years ago. And what's really fun about our studio is we're a lot like Jim Henson, because we're a grassroots kind of jump-up studio, and all of our actors become like friends, and, and we talk to them, you know, throughout the year, and it's just wonderful. Like, I talked to Kirk Thatcher, and I talked to Jules, and, you know, you talk to these people all the time. We've got Jack O'Halloran, and, um, I mean, they just become part of your studio family. And our movie is is a pretty fresh, original plot. It's uh, It does have our main protagonist on a high <laughs> right and uh but actually it's about war it's about greed it's about uh, three friends who love each other and are devoted to each other but uh it's a test of their feelings and emotions and ties and the morality for this film to see if they'll break from each other if they'll break from their moral cores and if they will survive. And it's it's very, very interesting, complicated, and fascinating. Well, when uh, me and Rob looked at the YouTube trailer that you guys have up for, for, uh, for this uh, upcoming animation film, uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Sin totally City. Remind me of Sin City. Did, did, did you draw from that Sin a little City. bit of inspiration or no? I have no idea. Okay. That's cool. I, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's not. <laughs> not it, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a ripoff of it. I'm just saying that it, it just kind of reminded in the style. Okay, is, uh, but yours is actually film a little. Actually, is about these three uh, characters: Maxine, mm -hmm. who is a ball buster. She's she's this really tough, empowered female troll, and. She's the girlfriend of Jocelyn, right. and Jocelyn is kind of a uh, careless, kind of a uh, bumbling uh, best friend of Dagon. And Dagon has taken care of Jocelyn his whole life. Dagon is kind of a Marlon Brando type, and Jocelyn is his little toady. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but but da Dagon I mean, is a killer for hire, right? He's a tough guy, and... He's from an okay. ancient race of trolls that has magical powers. So he's really strong. He has a lot of uh, wow. superstitions and a lot of religious beliefs about his gods. And uh, he's kind of trying to make it in the modern world. And um, he doesn't really care about anybody in the whole damn world except Jacqueline. They're best friends. And uh, what's really cool is there's a love triangle in this. In fact, there's about three love triangles in this. <laughs> and a lot of wow. sets and a lot of betrayal and a lot of... Uh, a lot of violence. This is not a kid's show. No, definitely not a kid's. There's a lot of blood and gore. Uh, there's some full nudity in parts of it. It's pretty, pretty good uh, for a adult film or a young adult film. Um, it's tough. It's gritty. It's gutsy. And it's sexy. Right. And of course, you know, Tim Curry's uh, character is fascinating. It's a little bit like, I would say, from Legend, where you see darkness. And he's kind of sexy, but he's kind of scary. 
and he's kind of like definitely a sadist. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it, it seems yeah, it's evil, evil, very evil. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm what I'm wondering, Diana. How, how did Tim well, Curry get on board? Well, it was kind of a uh, how did you get uh, it? epiphany. We were sitting around thinking, you know, we've got this fantastic character of uh, Necrofer, and he's kind of like Satan. He's kind of like this this immortal demon who travels through time, and he's he was there at at the crucifixion of Christ. He's immortal, and wherever uh, there right. is like some really bad stuff going down, he's going to be there. When cities fall, civilizations crash, you know, there's epidemics. You can you can bet Necrofer is going to be there. But at the same time, he's very he's very sexy. He's uh, he's clever. He likes to make jokes, and uh, he, he brings a playfully sadistic side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's kind of a little bit like so he's not old Frankenfurter, either. actually. <laughs> yeah, Frankenfurter, okay, times me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it was really fun doing a recording with Tim. Wow. Uh, we sh- we did the recording in Hollywood, and uh, he added quite a few of his own little quirks. He said quite a few things that we didn't write, and they were so clever and so fantastic that we incorporated them into. Not bad, not bad. Okay. Hey, That's um, very Mike, cool. You know That's who very we should cool. get them connected to? To uh, Dennis Knight. Dennis Knight, the guy with the comic book. I was just so thinking Dennis, of Dennis. Uh, he's yes. a big uh, time comic book, and new, uh, comic book artist in New York City. He sells a hell of a lot of comic books. Oh, that himself. would be great. Yeah. And you know what else I just thought of too, Diane? I don't know if you're familiar with this. Does anybody remember? Or they're still around, but do, do you guys remember the band Guar? Um. Okay, the heavy metal band Guar, that uh, they they dress <laughs> oh, like yeah. monsters. Rob, you know Guar, okay. Well, the, the the original lead singer, they have a new one now, but the original lead singer was a guy named Dave Brocky, and he passed away a couple of years ago. But before he died, he did this graphic novel, okay, and it's called War Ghoul. All right, it's a it's a book that they made into a comic book. And uh, it reminds me a little bit of the Tim Curry character because this war ghoul is immortal. And he, he's he been around since the beginning of time. He was around at the crucifixion. He's been through every war. And he he feasts on on yeah, like, well, the idea of people being at war. That's interesting right, because so he's, there he's a is war, a war interesting, going on you know? in our film. Uh it's really cool because we were kind of yes. thinking of some reason why all these trolls were so corrupt and decadent and why they hated Earth so much. At the same time, they hate Earth. They kind of they kind of think Earth's cool, and so they have incorporated a lot of Earth type things into their culture. But um, yeah, kind of a love hate. And uh, there's one thing they have to have kind from of thing Earth, and it's sugar because. <laughs> Uh, for the trolls, it would Sugar. be like okay. cocaine or a really <laughs> powerful drug. <laughs> so in one one wow. scene is really sensual. Wow. We have a girl in a, a really nice nightclub, and her lover, who is also a murderer, puts a sugar cube between her lips, and she gets high on it. And he's he's like, how does this make you feel, baby? And it's a really sensual moment because... 
some of the uh, really, really rich call girls will say, I've never tasted chocolate. And in one scene, uh, this gangster kingpin, he turns to his mall and he says, and you never will. And you're right about the, uh, I, I could see the film noir influence. I'm a big fan of, yeah. of that genre as well, those kinds of movies. And you could tell just by watching this clip that you, you have on YouTube, I mean, you're influenced oh, by gangster films of the 30s and 40s, you know, and a lot of fil- film oh, noir kind of stuff. The, I can see uh, how you're silky it in there. black uh, shades, the inking. Uh, there's there's a special darkness yeah. and sexiness to a black and white film. It's it's really yeah. incredibly poignant, and yes. and it, it seems to make a statement where uh-huh. you have a lot of confusing colors you can't concentrate on the characters and the shadows and the nuances are really really special in the black and white films like Cagney's films uh Humphrey it's really special uh I just always love that feeling that you get when you're looking at it and we love the tempo of all of those wonderful black and white noir films Everything is so fast now in 2020 that you can't even, I mean, in the past 20 years, all the movies have gotten faster with the character interaction shorter. It's just fight scene after fight scene. It's just exhausting to the eyes to watch all of it. Yeah. And you kind of miss the slow, steady build of the stories and the characters. You know, I, 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 I totally agree with you that there's something lost in filmmaking today with that. Um, you know, that, that slow build up, you know, I think they used to call it a hard boiled kind a of thing. Slow, slow burn. Um, a slow burn, right? But, you know, one thing I do love about those old films, two things really I got to mention is, is the use of, like you were kind of explaining it, the use of shadows, okay, and lighting and all that in a black and white film that you, you lose that in a, in, in a film in color, okay? Um, also, they did kind of, even though the pace was different, they did kind of get to the point quicker in these old movies. You know, like there wasn't a lot of stupid buildup, okay, like there is today in some films, you know, where you just kind of like, they get to the point, okay, this is a bad guy, this is a good guy, this is what they do, and here's the action. And yeah, okay, within that, they do build up tension. But I like that about old movies, how it's like, okay, hour and a half, boom, done. You're out of there, you know. Something blows up at the end, like at the well, end of we, White Heat, something like that. You know, when we it's put great. this together, yeah, I, I, we were making a film. We were trying to make a classic film, and um, we're trying to make something that's never been done before, which is, as you know, almost impossible now. And what we're doing is, is we're making people go back to the beginning, and you're going to care about the characters. Because I just have this deep feeling about movies where I care about the characters. We have a sequel and a prequel to this. And we have another movie that's going to relate to this. So this is not the end of Dagon and this isn't the end of Jocelyn. This is the beginning. And we're kind of doing a Star Wars because we're going to go back to the beginning after we do this. (laughs) Like a trilogy. You know what's you the go. best thing of Star Wars? The Mandalorian is the best thing <laughs> that Star Wars done. I haven't done. seen it yet, so I'll, I'll have to do it. Oh my God, that thing is so good. I, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet either. It's so good. <laughs> I keep hearing that. But, um, yeah, we, we're 
trying to make people really feel for their characters. I know in Japanese animation, we watch a lot of Japanese animation. That's the first thing they do is make you care about your characters because if you don't care about the characters, you're not going to bother to see the sequel or the prequel. In fact, you're not going to remember the film. And I think that's one of the things that we've done is we've made our characters so real and so authentic that they're going to stick in your head. I think my fav favorite uh, character is Maxine. And she's the big, big, hulking, uh, empowered female troll who kicks serious butt in this movie. Is, is, is she, is she voiced, voiced by, by Josephine Cuno? Now, Josephine Cuno does video games. And she's she's okay. spreading out, branching out into video game voicing, and she does a lot of acting there. But uh, she just did a great. It's almost like a Rosie O'Donnell kind of voice, and it's fantastic. And the the chemistry between my three characters, main characters, Jacqueline, Dagon, and Maxine, is is fantastic because uh, Dagon fights and argues and bickers with Maxine and vice versa all through the film. And Jocelyn is kind of like the mediator trying to keep them from going at each other. And it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And secretly, one of the reasons why Maxine is so aggressive towards Dagon is because she's secretly attracted to him. <laughs> But it's a one-sided thing. Dagon is not interested. <laughs> there's some, there's some real love uh, questions and intrigue in this movie between the characters. There's love affairs going on. There's all kinds of secret things. There's um, there's little tricks and clever little questions in the film. Uh, things that pop up that if you don't watch it over and over, you're not going to catch it. The little meanings. And I'll open little little secret innuendos in the film. Right. So it's it's not on face value exactly uh, what it seems. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of intrigue and little fascinating quirks. <laughs> Will you have like any? Um, now, Brittany, I got to ask you. Okay, okay, go ahead. Have like any interesting like uh, Easter eggs, like um, like hidden on something else, like another movie or something with an Easter egg yes, that you might have to that fans might go. We have several Easter eggs hidden, but only people who really look are going to notice them, and they're really interesting, and they're really quirky, and I'll leave it for you to see them when you watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, there's, a little, there's one Easter egg that has oh, a right. horrifying little awesome. surprise awesome. in it. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, is this going to come... Uh, they are aiming, they're to, aiming so, for guess, Netflix, Netflix and other or, media uh, distributors yeah, like that. To... Uh, see what happens in the future, but we have very high hopes Brian. for Dagon, and we even see him becoming a CGI in future. We have some things in the works right now with our attorneys meeting okay. some other people's attorneys that are huge. Uh, next week, we have our attorney talking with someone who is, I won't say who it is, but it's <laughs> Guillermo. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. But, um, we're looking at some distribution companies like 1091. Okay. And um, I have a friend, Aaron Wolf, who just put his mm -hmm. film, uh, Tar, on 1091. So they're a serious contender for Dagon. Okay, I have a question for Brittany. It's just a 
kind of a question I've always wondered. Um, when you have an animated film, Brittany, okay, now you're, you're listed down as the director of it, okay, in this movie. What's the difference between directing a regular film, a regular, you know, film that we know, compared to an animated? How, well, how, does, I how does the directing live action change? Because I've never directed a live action film, but with the animated film, I'm involved in literally everything. And it really makes it your own to get in there and get your hands dirty and get in there and say, this scene needs to do this. This character has to do that. Uh, it makes it like your child almost. Like you created the entire thing yourself with the help of all of your crew. And it's just every scene is meaningful to you. You look at it and if anything has to be cut, you kind of cringe like, oh, but I had so much fun making that. <laughs> so you just... You get involved. It's, yeah, it's, it's, me, uh, it's a labor of love, and I enjoyed every second of it. Let That's me ask great. you another question. Like, how hard is it for people to get into it? Because in the beginning, they're just reading. Do, do, do you show them, like, a scene, or do you tell them a scene, and then they start reading how the scene should go? How does like that work? We all share a telepathic link. We don't even need storyboards anymore. We just kind of jump in there and say, oh, my God, this should happen. Oh, my God, okay. this should happen. It was so funny because we were having lunch with the studio and we were celebrating the completion of a hard scene and we were all sitting together and then suddenly uh, one of my animators turned to me and said, you know, it would be amazing. And then the scriptwriter turned to her and said, yes, yes, that would be. I said, oh, I know, it would be amazing. And then we all started out what the idea was and it was the exact same thing. It was like it was floating around the table and we just thought <laughs> being a Being an all-woman studio, oh, I wow. mean, down to the animators, down every person that's a technical person down to the writers down to the directors the producer the casting director we're all women so that puts us in a tiny tiny i mean it doesn't even exist category so uh you know i don't know if hollywood is is ready for something like this <laughs> i don't think you so do have i have a few men in there but they're the minority for sure <laughs> yeah they're the actors they don't count, no. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. This could be like the new, um, I don't know if you guys remember the film Melee, um, Heavy Metal. To me, Heavy Metal was one of the most, um, like it was an art rated yeah, uh, animation saw, and it was that. incredible. Yeah, it was, what, Heavy heavy Metal? Yeah, Heavy Metal. Metal. That, that was great. Yeah, okay. Well, we have, uh, yeah, we have one scene. That's a classic. Uh, it's a love scene. And we don't want to go into it too deeply, but we have some shadows on the wall that are going to be very interesting. <laughs> we have a very hot uh -oh. love affair going on in the middle of this, and then we have some side love affairs. And then we have um, some really iconic uh, scenes where people are shooting a gangster car, and there's bullets going into it, there's dead bodies hanging out. It's really iconic. Um, we use for inspiration a lot of old gangster hits that were recorded on old film, celluloid film, and use those for inspiration. Uh, of course, I love The Godfather. <laughs> and uh, so our film is, is really oh, yeah. pretty and it's edgy. And uh, I think there's nothing like it out there. It's sexy, very sexy. and But it doesn't lose sight of the focus. Of the relationships and uh, where they may take the people in there, the centralic people that are, are moving through the film. And um, I just think it's going to be one of a kind. It's going to get a cult following. 
it's gonna be like uh rocky horror picture show man <laughs> I, I i could definitely see it just from the trailer having a yeah. following i mean the animation alone is different is good. interesting you know and i could i could see how that it people will lash latch on to that yeah it's it's, it's great Okay, so I want to thank it. you, Diana, it's and fun. thank you, Brittany, for coming on. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna plug this uh, this trailer that's out there. We're gonna plug it a little bit and put it on all our little 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 spots. And uh, we should have this up in a couple of days, right? Um, a day or yeah, two, I right? might. I, I, if I get on it right after we're done, I might have it up by um, tomorrow, or even tonight. You know, it, it depends what because I'm Great. doing a bunch of editing and. And I spend like most of my day a, doing editing. We've got a couple of big actors that said if we yep. have a, some of our podcast clips or, or a link, they would post them around too. So thank you. Okay, as soon as we get it up, we'll send it to you. Yeah, and I'm definitely I'm definitely going to put a link to the website, and I'm going to put a link to the all right, also, thank you. that stuff also. Right. Yeah. All right, so. So we wish you the best of luck. Uh, this should be coming out 2021, everybody. Uh, All right. Dagon Troll World Chronicles. We're looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.